This is an ABC podcast. Okay, four episodes into the podcast now. We're all still alive. We're all still breathing. This is a good thing. Um, but I received like 27 letters last week saying, Sammy, I'm enjoying the podcast. It's nice getting to know you a little bit more, enjoying the variety of content. But I just can't stop this feeling, this desire to dance along to the background music. And I think that's a valid point. Uh, so I've come up with some choreographers with a dance move for you to do as you're listening to the entire 15-minute podcast. So you, you can hear this beat going on behind me, a little jazzy, boppy number. What I want you to do is start off by putting your left hand out, then your right hand, then turn your left hand palm up, and your right hand palm up, then put your left hand behind your head. Like it's it's, it's just the Macarena, um, basically. I'm realising that now as I do it. I'm just quite <laughs> appalled. I was actually... Like the choreographer invoiced me. I paid $250 for this routine. I'm really got egg on my face now. Ross, can you can I get their number? To, I'm going to have to make a call after this. That was a total waste of money. Anyway, if you want to basically do the Macarena throughout the podcast, it might, pff, might help you out, I don't know. Oh, boy. Either way, it's going to be a cracker. Tell you what. I'm going to be talking... Snakes and Ladders with Niall McDonough. Not just any Snakes and Ladders, but a council Snakes and Ladders that just went totally belly up. Like brown snake belly up. Uh, Evie Hunter is from the Historical European Martial Arts Society, which is just a fancy way of saying she gets to legally carry swords around. And you know what? School holidays. So I'm going to chat to an old teacher of mine. Sam Mackey, bloody legend. A drama teacher. Give him a moment to shine. But first... All of those guests, I imagine, if they weren't on an ABC radio show or podcast, would probably have a potty mouth, because don't we all? So I want to talk swearing. I want to talk real swearing. With none other than comedian, all-round renaissance woman, Tegan Higginbotham. Sammy, how are you? I am fanarkling great. <laughs> According to, oh my gosh, Australia Talks, ABC's own survey of 60,000 people, 23% of people in the survey, Tegan, swear at least once a week. That would mean 75% in total swear every week. Foul language decreases in the age group above 50. Men are more likely to swear than women. And if you're white, you're more likely to swear every day. Do any of these statistics shock you, Tegan? Well, for all that, for the first thing, they all sound way too low. I mean, I'm <laughs> a sweary canary. I just couldn't believe that there are so many people that don't swear, and where are they? I don't trust I mean, them. No, I don't trust them either. But I tell you what, I had a funny bit of insight in this past year. Um, so I had to last year. It's very sad and very tragic, but I had to get a normal adult job. And I thought that comedians swore a lot. I tell you what, wait until you work in an office, Sammy. It is unbelievable. <laughs> like, I am there as a copywriter, and I'm the one learning lots of new words. But um, Do you have, to, have, you, have you had to adjust your output to keep up? Oh, my God. Just hoping on thesaurus.com, hoping that it will unearth some gold. But uh, it, it never does. But we have just recently brought somebody into the office who is – he's been working in America for a long time – and he is shaken by the language. He cannot believe the way that we all speak to each other. It is, he literally shakes sometimes. Whereas it's funny, it's just a cultural thing. Then he'll say something to me like, you've got to work past 5.30. And that's the thing that upsets me. But <laughs> I, I don't know, in this, in every environment I've been in, everybody swears and they swear a lot. And I just, I think it's, just, I think it's funny. Well, I, look, I, I couldn't agree more, Tegan. I, you know, I'm a big swearer. Um, but to me, 
it's always about the context and tone, so you never want to upset anyone. Yes. But when you're with friends or colleagues, as it is, you know, it's it's game on. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I, you, what you, you're right, it is about context. If anybody in the office or in comedy or any of the worlds that I'm in started swearing while they were angry and using yes. profanities, I, I would be immediately offended. And they could use probably one of, you know, the low-tier words and I'd still be pretty offended. But you're right, amongst friends it is funny. And, in fact, you know, we've got the Australia Talks survey. This was another interesting survey recently. It was about the fact that swearing actually does reduce pain. Well, it ups your pain tolerance. It ups your pain threshold. And they tested this by um, getting some people to put their hand in an ice bucket of water (laughs) and those people would either get to say a proper swear, of which I will not repeat on the radio, Mm -hmm. or they would say fake swear words. And I really enjoyed some of the fake ones that they were rolling out. Uh, One of them was Fouch. (laughs) Fouch, that's going on my list, yep. Twiz Pipe was another. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like just the what the beep from earlier would have been far more can you, would have been far more effective than twiz pipe. Can you give me a performance of both Fouch and twiz pipe that we can add to our metaphorical so just, swear bucket? I'm, I'm literally putting my hand in my okay. little, you know, imaginary ice bucket of water. Twiz pipe. Oh, maybe Fouch. No, Fouch sounds. It just sounds lame. I just can't. It just doesn't have the same punch. Sometimes the imitation just makes you want the original more. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Although, also, I was going to say, don't knock the small swears as well. Calling somebody a butthead and really meaning it, that's, you know what I mean, that's cathartic. It still has that same, that, you know, that Moorish feeling. Um, would you like to go out uh, by calling me a butthead to the best of your ability? <laughs> Seriously, right. I, I, I will back announce you, but you have to commit and, and call me that before you leave the radio show. Are you ready? Tick right. and Botham, thank ready. you, as always, for joining us for Real Talk. You have been absolutely delightful. Such a pleasure to chat to you. <laughs> butthead. <laughs> This is the Sammy J Snack Pack. Please enjoy in moderation. Have you heard of the lemon kazi move? Take us through it. Well, what you do is you get as far away from the lemon tree as you can and you run as fast as you can and you hit the lemon tree with the shoulder, hip and shoulder AFL style and uh, and the lemons drop. It's a, it's a selfless move. It's, it's bloody hurts too. And then I think once you've got your hands behind your head, you then put it on your hip and then your other... Yeah, it's definitely the Macarena. Sorry, I was just checking, but no, I've really got done over. Hi, everyone. Do you like playing snakes and ladders? It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Okay, so what if you were a council who spent, like, thousands of taxpayer dollars building an outdoor snakes and ladders game at a playground and then totally messed it up? That's what happened in Glen Ira, little borough in the sleepy town of Melbourne. I've got Glen Ira Council's Director of Infrastructure and Open Space, Niall McDonough, with me. Sammy, how are you? Well, I'm pretty angry, I've got to be honest. I mean, stakes and ladders, it's pretty hard to muck up. What went wrong? Oh, it's, it's absolutely terrible. My head st- is still spinning because my kids couldn't work it out either. Um, they, got, they got to number 10 and they're like, Dad, what do we do now? And I said, well, you've got to jump really, really far to get to number 11. So, yeah, look, it's um, we're taking it. With a little bit of humour, but we're we're certainly getting it fixed. It's uh, in train to get fixed, and um, the the community and the kids will be back playing snakes and ladder before they know it. Um, have you uh, established who's at fault? Did did someone did a painter uh, get a little bit uh, loose with their brush on the day, or was there a design issue? Yeah, well, look, I've I've been in the game a long time, and. I've learned never assume anything, and as it turns out, never assume that everyone has played Snakes and Ladders, because 
uh, I think the painter stepped back and thought he'd done a great job until we told him, your actually numbers are in the wrong direction and uh, they don't uh, go sink um, right up to 81, I think it finishes that. So mm-hmm. uh, unless you've got really, really long legs, you can't play this game. There's also the so, issue of the snakes being upside down, though. I believe normally when I play, the snake gobbles you up and you go down the tail, but they're all the other way around, and that's more of a sculpture question as well. Yeah, well, I think uh, we, the numbers were started at the, the wrong end of the board, unfortunately. So, yeah, there's a little bit, of, a few, couple of things went wrong, so we'll get we'll get the crew back there and we'll, we'll fix it very, very quickly. Uh, on the ratepayers' cash, I see. No, luckily, well, this was a, a contract error, so... Uh, ah. I have to pay for this. Uh, wow. In fact, I reckon, Sammy, you and I should get out there on a snakes and ladder challenge um, when it's fixed. No. I'll, I'll let you know, and you can host your breakfast radio out there one morning. Niall, I would, I, we haven't yet, even because of the old pandemic, I haven't been able to do an outside broadcast. I would dearly love to come uh, when, of course, the, the travel limit allows us to come <laughs> and do a broadcast from the revised and refurbished uh, snakes and ladders board. You're on. So I'll let you know, and it could be Sammy v. Glenora City Council Stakes and Ladder Challenge. You're, um, this is music to my heart. And you know what? Uh, the two sweetest words in council history are contract error. May that be a free <laughs> refurbishment. You have a good one, now. Ah, oh, you too. Thank Cheers. you. You're listening to the Sammy J Snack Pack. Mmm, yummy, yummy in my ear tummy. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, I understand that, but I paid you $250 for a choreographed bespoke dance routine for my podcast, and you're bloody giving me the macaroon. Sorry, I've got to record a link. One second, I'll call you back. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. Um, do you like swords? I like swords. I prefer them when they're on a screen or far away from me or in a museum. Uh, but tell you what, someone who loves them a little bit closer, in fact, in her hand is Evie Hunter, who's a member of the Historical European Martial Arts Society. Evie, is that pretty much just an excuse to walk around the streets carrying weaponry? I mean, not to put too fine a point on it. (laughs) I mean, we wouldn't be playing with them if they weren't extremely fun. And let's face it, a lot of us are big nerds who grew up watching Lord of the Rings and reading too many fantasy novels. And just want to, you know, wave a sword around and, and look cool. <laughs> well, look, you're amongst friends here, don't worry. This is a safe space for nerds. In fact, it's actively encouraged. Historical European martial arts, is that effectively an ironic title, though, for dressing up with swords? Or is it a real, is that an actual thing that goes back? It is based on historical traditions. We base it off um, a whole bunch of manuscripts that have survived from medieval times through to today. Uh, there's a whole bunch of um, different schools of learning. There's um, my, sco- my school focuses on the Scottish tradition, but there's a whole bunch around Melbourne that do German as well. Um, there's some Iberian fencing, some sort of Spanish tradition. It's, it's all based on genuine historical stuff. This is stuff that people learned hundreds of years ago. My gosh, what have you brought in? today? Uh, so this is a Scottish broadsword. It is basket hilted. That means it is a single handed weapon and there's a sort of metal shell that protects the hand. And you're, ne- you're nearly, uh, listeners, uh, <laughs> uh, just, just so you know, Evie is almost taking out the lights as she holds I'm this careful. incredible <laughs> Robin Hood like. How real is this? Like, I'm saying real, like, is it a fake sword or is it a I mean, if you ask Victoria Police, this is a weapon. If I did not have an exemption to the law being a member of a historical martial arts club, this would be illegal for me to have. Really? Yeah. Victoria Police are more strict than some other states, but this is, as far as Victoria Police are concerned, if I hit you with this, that's assault with a deadly weapon sort of thing. Okay. Um, If I hold it, does that make me illegal? No. Basically, because, because I have it, 
um, it's it's under my exemption. There's there's a whole lot of legality stuff okay. there. I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, that, I can just hear that entire slab of audio being played in a court. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Uh, this is the Sammy J Snack Pack. Open with care. In some parts of Australia right now, it is school holidays. Shout out to all the fellow parents. Ah, I mean, let's be honest, it can be more stressful than actual term time, isn't it? Having to look after your kids. But we love them, we raise them, we send them to school. And sometimes when you go to school, you get a teacher that inspires you, someone who stays with you, not just as a teacher, but also sometimes as a friend. So I've got a damn podcast now. I'm going to get my own teacher on the line. Sam Mackey. Head of Drama at the Peninsula School and huge inspiration to me. Sam, look, I don't want to embarrass you too much. It's just you, me, and the podcast listeners. But I just wanted to say, genuinely, all sincerity, no piss-taking, that for those days when I'd walk into the drama room at school, it was my oasis, it was my sanctuary, and you made me feel like theatre was the most important bloody thing in the world. Well, well, thank you. I think, look, I think that's the joy of being a teacher, isn't it? That it's, it's actually that you've just got this one passion that you get to share, so... To be able to sort of go into a room with 20, 25 kids, whether it's a dark, dingy drum room or a bright science room or whatever, and just be excited about something and share that with kids is is, is a joy, and I get to do that every day of my life. So I'm, um, I'm standing here at the ABC about 200 metres from the Malthouse Theatre where you used to drive a minibus up uh, <laughs> to uh, send us to all sorts of shows, that, most of which were not entirely appropriate for school kids. And, <laughs> but but your, your excursions reached their zenith, Sam Mackey, when you drove us all to the Adelaide Fringe Festival in an overnight in a minibus. We stayed at a dodgy youth hostel. We ran around town watching these often R-rated theatre shows. It was, the, <laughs> it, it was the thing that made me want to do what I then did for a job. Um, I doubt you'd ever get away with that sort of trip these days in this modern world well funnily enough we actually still go to the Adelaide <laughs> Festival every second year Sammy I, you would actually know that yeah but we, it's we not book to see you don't we uh, sorry lawyers have just uh, been in touch it seems to be happening more frequently uh, dear listeners I wish to advise that the Macarena is only to be performed to the Macarena yeah, I do not encourage anybody to do those signature moves to any other tune, particularly not to this jazz backing. I hereby withdraw any claims to the contrary, and I send my deep apologies to the creators of the Macarena dance, whoever they may be. Man, ABC are just all about ass covering these days, aren't they? Thank you so much for your time, for your company. If you're listening to this on the ABC Listen app, don't forget to press follow and you'll get a brand new snack pack every week from me, your little one-way e-friend, Savvy J. Or you can jump on Facebook and Instagram and the rest of it and follow me as well. That'd be great. Even say hello. I will not bite. I will just give you snacks upon which you can bite. Have a great week. You've been munching on the Sammy J Snack Pack. Clean yourself up. I'm still here. I haven't got any more content. I just don't know how to turn the recording function off. Ross, can you come and... Okay, uh, yeah, he'll be here in a moment. I'll leave you with this. Uh, I was at the Hilton, uh, and uh, we were conducting Chogham. We couldn't get staff, and not like nowadays. We just shanghai people off the street. Margaret Thatcher was on one table, and Indira Gandhi was on another table, and I was supervising that table. So I said to the waiter, go out, take off everything that is unnecessary. And he passed by me, holding all the, holding the tablecloths in his hand. Margaret Thatcher's tablecloth? And Indira Gandhi's tablecloth. <laughs> So, have you ever seen a magician who takes the tablecloth out and, and leaves yeah, you, everything in place? You pull it quickly and everything stays there. Well, I did a reverse of that <laughs> with two of them. 
and one of them landed over Indira Gandhi's head.